She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of She Loves Herself, the podcast. It's been such a great week. Uh, We kicked off season three last Friday with Sheila Kelly and the feedback I've had has been amazing. So if you have not had the chance to go and check out that episode, go check it out. It was fantastic. This week, we have another incredible guest, none other than Cherub Sanson. Cherub and I were introduced to each other early this year, so early 2021, through a mutual friend, Lynette Gray. And the reason that we actually connected is because Lynette and I were running uh, an event, a a day retreat, um, online retreat, and we were looking for a sound healer. And the person that we've used before couldn't actually do it. And then Lynette introduced us to um, Cheryl. Wow. Like I have had sound healing done in groups before. I've also had someone come to my home and do sound healing and sound baths on me. And it was phenomenal. Cherub took me and everyone that was on that day retreat to another level, like a place I've never been before. Her passion, her wisdom and what she knows and her her passion for how she speaks about her profession is like, oh my God, you cannot help but be transported on that journey without her even using, you know, what she uses um, when she's performing. But actually just the way she speaks, like she is so relatable as well. She has performed all across the world and her journey to get to where she's got to has just been phenomenal. I am always in awe of people who take risks and who do something that is so different that maybe people just don't get. And I think the way Cherub talks about this is that so many people didn't get what she was doing 10 years ago. And I know that sound is much more appealing to people now. People are using it for various different things. Um, But yeah, it's just amazing. Her passion and her depth of knowledge and how you can use sound to heal and transform your life is just unbelievable. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed chatting to Cherub. I would love you to leave a review, share it with anyone that needs to heal it. It just really takes us on that journey of using what we have and sound to heal our lives. Like rather than going for traditional things that maybe historically we've been told to do, this other way is just honestly mic drop. Enjoy this episode, everyone. She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie. So welcome to the She Loves Herself podcast, season three, Cherub Sanson. Why would I not want to be on a podcast called She Loves Herself? (laughs) Ultimately, the greatest lesson that women can learn on this green earth, learning how to love ourselves. So, I mean, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really happy to be here today. 
Oh, thank you for saying yes, Cherub. You and I connected, my goodness, actually a good few months ago now um, through a mutual friend, Lynette Gray, who introduced me to you and you came on and did some work with one of our groups and um, I was blown away. Like I've been to sound healing before and I thought it was amazing. Um, Certain sounds really connect with me on such a deep level. But I have to say, like truthfully, the experience that I had with your sound healing session was like nothing I've ever experienced before. It was absolutely incredible. Wow. And would you believe, viewers and listeners, that I was in London and Jill was in Scotland when that sound journey took place. So it just shows that vibrational alignment can transcend time and space. And you don't always have to be in the same room if there's an intention to want to heal and a willingness and a a bit of of a relationship between the people. I think that, yeah, miracles can happen in many different Ah, ways. I know. Throughout lockdown, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I want to just... Take our listeners on a bit of a journey with you, Cherub. So tell us about how you got into sound healing and the journey that you are on right now. Like, it's probably not something that you grow up as a young child and say, you know, oh, I want to do this. I want to choose this vocation. So what was the dream for you when you were a child? I wanted to be a farmer. My uh, my mum's my Irish, grew up, half grew up in Ireland, just wanted to be a farmer. Zero musical skill or background or interest. Uh, went to uni, did a business degree, no less, and then travelled for about six years. And my only intention for my period of life after, after uni was just fun, festivals, fancy dress. Your business partner and friend, Lynette, featured very heavily in that area of my life. And um, it was actually what made me as a person um, wasn't actually interested in in work or career or striving just wanted to have fun traveled a lot and it was actually on my travels that I started to discover sound healing in its most stripped back and raw and real way spent time immersing myself in different tribes from Native American drumming Native American flutes mantra in India just lots of different cultures and tribes that use sound as a way to connect with each other with themselves with the land with the earth with God and whatever comes beyond that so I just learned kind of on the ground there and then amongst tribes and knew when I came back to England 2011 I wanted to somehow bring it into my life as a hobby actually didn't ever well back then 10 years ago it wasn't the kind of thing that you could really build a business around if I'm honest fast forward 10 years and it's actually finally becoming on trend and there's a crest of a wave and it's in the press and the Mandrake Hotel and you know it's in festivals but 10 years ago when I started it it wasn't cool it was very much tucked away in the sort of spiritual section of of life Um, and I just wanted to learn about it for a hobby it then, as passions do, have their way of seeping out into everything that you do and taking over to the point where it becomes all you want to do. And that's where I am now, 10 years on. But honestly, zero musical experience. So for people that feel like a lot of people in this field, whether they are naturally spiritually gifted or divinely intuitive or getting divine messages from the cosmos, it was never like that for me. I just experienced it whilst I was traveling, fell in love with it came back to England, wanted to learn, learn and worked hard and made sacrifices and dedicated myself to this path of passion and purpose. And and this is where I am today, but it was by no means a smooth sailing in those early days when nobody wanted to know. (laughs) 
accepted now but those early days were quite tough to get people to understand what I was dedicating my life to Wow, that's so interesting because you said, you know, when you were younger, you just wanted to travel and party and have fun. Do you remember the first time that you had your first encounter with sound then? Was it you and friends or was it you on your own? Like, what was that experience then that made you feel into, oh, I need to do more of this? I remember it like it's happening right now. I've got goosebumps. I was in um, Brazil um, in on an island just off the coast of Bahia. I was with one of my best friends, Nick, and it was sunrise and we were lying on each other on a beach, um, sat around a campfire that was just burning out its final embers. And the elder of this tribe that we were sat with started to play the Native American flute just as the sun was peeking over the sea. And I was looking up at the stars and the stardust from the stars trickled down to the tree, which lit up a spider web which turned to glitter and then the glitter dropped off the spider web dropped onto the grass and I could see all the dew from the grass sparkling and shining and I was just lying there thinking this is what I want to do I want to play the Native American flute I want to learn how to captivate a, a group of people in this way and that sound that he made you know picture Mr Tumnus Narnia it was that kind of energy and wow. um, it changed my life forever it set me on a com- completely different course Wow, you took me on a journey there. I'm (laughs) visualising all of that. And God, what it really reminds me of is how much I haven't done any of that in terms of travelling. And I think so many of us get really stuck in our story of, you know, we go on a holiday a couple of weeks a year. It's maybe not safe to travel. Like, What did your family and friends you know, think about you when you'd said, right, I'm off, I'm going to travel. My mum and dad, just so supportive, born and raised um, in Caddy's Ed, um, Earl, and working class, worked really hard all their lives, always said to us, get out of here, kids. There's nothing here for you. Go and see the world. So we did, all three of us. My little sister was working as a beautician on cruise ships by the age of 18. And and I was away as soon as I graduated from uni, Newcastle Uni, where I met Lynette. um, I then was was gone and only used to come back for Christmases and spent about six years away. So I think it was our parents, really, that just encouraged us to do it young. Oh, that's so amazing, because I think so many others, parents, they don't have that experience. A lot of fears put on a kid right and and it's disguised as love and I know it's almost in the mind that oh I'm saying this with love but actually it's fear (laughs) disguised as love it's the fear of what will happen if you go I don't want to lose you I think that's so incredible that your parents were so supportive and gave you that almost permission at that age you know, to say, because I think sometimes we don't realise we are in control of the decisions that we make. We think we need the permission of our parents or our caregivers to go and do these things. If they say it's okay, then I've got the green light. I've got my freedom because they've given me my freedom, but actually it exists within. And I know personally, like my mum adored me and my sister, but there was definitely fear put in there. I remember being 17 cherub and wanting to go to Australia myself and just do my own thing. There was no fear of being alone. And my mom was so terrified. She was like, you can't go, you could be murdered. And and I remember at the time thinking I won't be murdered, but it was actually out of guilt that I didn't do it. It was guilt. I thought, I feel so guilty. How can I do this to my mum? She'll be so upset. 
I think, yeah, we, we all have regrets. You know, I wish I'd learned sound healing 20, 30 years ago. So mm. there's so many things that you can look at and wish you'd done things differently. But ultimately, it is all about the present moment. And we've got our whole lives ahead of us to start ticking off that bucket list. So get Absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> I've got myself, I've got to get a ticket to go to Australia, Sheriff. <laughs> Right, kids, we're going. We're going. It's listen, you know, every time I do a vision board every year, I'm such a visual person, Cherub. Every time I do it, Australia's on there. Every time I'm like, it must be in me. There is something there that's going to take me there at some point. But back to your like your journey of healing, was there times or was there periods in your life that you have obviously you've you've really embraced sound that it's had it's worked for you in terms of healing anything in yourself oh honestly I, I my life is unrecognizable now compared to where I was mentally and energetically before I started working with sound the most obvious difference that I could point out to you straight away is I used to have tinnitus from all that clubbing and sound healing is what actually completely rebalanced it so on a physical level it cured me from that uh, and then just to, not to mention just the general how my entire vibrational alignment is has been elevated to a point where it's trained might help me train my brain to recognize opportunities and to go after what makes my soul feel alive. And I wouldn't have done any of that if I hadn't have been supported by this bed of soothing sound every day. Obviously, as you can imagine, I've got this Aladdin's cave of instruments. So I'm constantly working with healing high frequency, knowing that it has a very precise effect on my brain and my body. So I'm just, I'm clearing out, you know, the, the, the energetic debris of life every day through working with these instruments. So it's helping me see opportunities when they arise and be able to realize what there's aspects of my character that I need to work on so overall over the past 10 years I would say that it has it's just completely changed my life in so many ways and like I say before I was working with sound or playing sound should I say I shouldn't use the word work I was a different person I was a lot more carefree I was all about the chaos and festivals and just a, a much different person but there was of course this this crossover period where the old version of me was fading away and I hadn't become the new version of me yet. So I was just kind of in this like hazy space where I was half in, half out and not wanting to go out partying with my mates, but yet not wanting to be fully 100% committed to the sound. And that was a struggle for me in those initial formative uh, years around sound because I was committing to something that I didn't fully understand myself. People around me were saying, what is this? I hope you've got plan B because you're dedicating your life and you're investing all this money and time and training and instruments, but it doesn't make sense. What is it? And so there was obviously those, those doubts within me and the insecurities that made me think, is this mad that I'm even committing my life to this? I mean, we train like 44 new sound healers a year now and have been doing for the past six years. So, of course, there's, there's a much wider platform and scope for sound healers now. But back then there wasn't. And it was a big leap of faith to, to actually listen to that whispering that was so quiet in my soul that knew it was my calling, but didn't have any real proof or anecdotal evidence to suggest this is the right thing to do. It was a total wing and a prayer. And what came with that was obviously a lot of judgment, all friends and loved ones encouraging me not to do it and um, having to let the voice of my soul be louder than the opinions and judgment of everyone around me who was trying to make me go a different way. So it wasn't an easy thing to do to follow the path, but I'm so glad that I did because often other people's voices 
can be more powerful than your own. And that in the end can actually deter you from a, from a, the path you were destined for. Oh, wow. Goosebumps. <laughs> Goosebumps are truth bumps. <laughs> Oh, Cherub. And for people, so there'll be a mix of people that are listening to this episode and saying, oh yeah, I know a little bit about sound. I don't know anything about sound. Like for someone, like if you're speaking to someone, tell us how sound can really help transform someone's life. Well, we're all beginning to understand now the vibratory nature of all things. You know, we've all read The Secret. There are many books that we've picked up along the way that help us to understand that there's more to life than just us being separate beings. Actually, at our very core level, we're all just this oscillating sea of energy and vibration that moves and pulses and breathes. So every single aspect of our physical bodies that obviously look very real and very tangible, it's all made up of vibration. You know, our, our thoughts, the veins, our brain, everything, every single emotion and energy, it, it all swims and dances and breathes and moves. So we're not these physical entities. We are, we are energy at our very core. So I work with specific frequencies of sound from gongs, crystal bowls, flutes, drums, bells, bowls, whistles, beyond the whole, the whole package. And what it does is it just helps to guide the mind into a nice, slow, deep theta brainwave state. That's all it does, basically, in a nutshell. Sound healing helps you to relax, helps to chill out, de-stress, strengthens your immune system, calms down the mind, and allows you to get to that space of deep theta, which is meditation state. So the state that we all yearn for, the state that scientists have proven, the more time you spend in meditation, you're going to look younger, you're going to feel better, you're going to have improved concentration and memory focus. All of those things can be applied to sound healing as well, because sound can take you into that deep theta brainwave state. And interestingly, when you're in deep theta, it's around the frequency of 7.8 hertz, which is roughly give or take the same frequency of the human resonance, which is the ionospheric cavity that surrounds the earth. So literally, the more time you spend in meditation or yoga or deep, deep relaxation or sound, you are becoming more in tune with nature's rhythms. That's why it feels so good. And that's why sounding is becoming so much more popular now because everybody's stressed, needs to relax, and it works. <laughs> yeah, and when I've had sound done, um, there's certain parts, and, and you can talk to us about this, so for me, um, definitely down in the sacral space, there's shifts, um, depending on, on when it is and what I'm, I'm working through. But I know with the drum before or the gong, it, it's like, whoa, I feel this absolute, and it's not uncomfortable, it's actually really comfortable. It's like it's a pulsating, it's like it's actually something physically moves in that space. Like, talk to us what's going on there when that's happening then, Cherub. Well, it's, it's helping us to get into our natural flow. It's reminding us who we are and how we're supposed to sound. So the best way that I can explain it to you is there was um, there was a study done years ago um, with some grandfather clocks, all different sizes, and they were all set at different um swings. The pendulums were set at different times, so they were all moving out of Thing. and they were left for an hour and then one father clocks the larger pendulums all in sync with each other and that's a process a natural process called entrainment and that is what's occurring from the larger more powerful harmonic resonances of the gong of the bowls of the human voice it's helping 
the energy and frequency within your body to start to entrain with the more powerful resonances of the instruments. So it's helping to remind you how you're supposed to sound. And ultimately, it's, it's who we are. The word person derives from Latin, person, being of sound. It's who we are. It's what we're made of. So when you, especially when you feel it in the gut and the sacral and the power center, because for women, you know, the, the general mantra for women is I'm, I'm not enough. I don't feel worthy. It's such a strong one for us all. And it's been hammered onto us just from society, the way we've been conditioned to believe that we are worth so much less than we truly are. And so what we're all about at the moment is stepping into our queenhood. That's why the rise of the divine feminine has been so, so prevalent over this past year, especially during lockdown, because we're all being called forth to realize that every single one of us has just as divine a destiny as the other. We've been conditioned to believe that success is only meant for the few, but actually we're all capable of it. And when you start to feel it deep in that power sense, the sigh in the womb, it's just helping to rearrange you at a side level and remind you of the innate power and intuition and divine wisdom that exists within. If only you would get quiet enough to just listen. Because everybody's so busy and masculine, go, go, go. My entire business, my entire empire was built on that old paradigm, that just masculine, forceful, just like absolute, whoops, you know, not crystal ball over, just classic example, just, you know, the incredible Hulk just blasting through barriers and boulders. The past 10 years I've done that. And it's only been the past couple of years that I've realized there is another way. If we can just get slow, slow down, come into the divine feminine of receptive, of listening. Mm-hmm. So that we turn down the noise of life because you can't you can't learn if you're talking over the teacher. And that's what's happening. It's just mind chatter all the time. And actually the sound healing helps to quieten the noise, bring you into that sense of true self. And it's it's felt here in a power center, in you know, a thousand splendid suns rising from, from the core of who you are. For sure. And I, oh, I, I totally resonate with everything that you're saying, especially around the masculine. And I know from the journey I've been on, I was very much in my masculine. Um, and I think it was really a fear of being vulnerable and a fear of, of not feeling safe being mm. in the feminine. And I think so many women, particularly now, as you see, are starting to see that there is another way, but there's still a, a lot that of fear around letting go. When you say to someone, slow down, they're like, what? Or how, how do I do that? And it's such a fear of loss of um, control, right? Because if we're in control, then we feel safer and then no one can really hurt us. You know, and it's this whole fear of really being embracing that femininity um and it's it's definitely something I've been working on for the last few years but I would say it's the 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 most challenging thing for me Cherub anytime I get sound healing um it's always that same space that the biggest part of the work needs to be done and I think that you know it's really important to share that because just because I do this work all the time there's layers and layers and you went back to it. Like, actually, it's not just about you. It's actually what we've carried through our bloodline, through our ancestors, you know, it's mm. in our blood. And actually there's, I've, I've, I've also done like past life regression and ancestors. Aha. Yeah, definitely. But when you go back, like way, way, way back, the feminine was this, you know, 
the strength and actually what well, there was strength in the feminine, not weakness in the feminine, right? And I think that's where it's kind of gone away. It's mm. that the feminine is like, oh, is it weaker? So we don't want to go into that space. So we have to stay in our masculine. And I love that you said the slowing down, but I think there is still a lot of fear for so many of slowing down and being quiet. And also being quiet because some there's some fear around what's going to come up if I really do get quiet, mm. you know? Totally. And I think, I mean, shout out to all of the amazing women and men, if we're listening as well, who have built their business and their relationships and their lives on the masculine paradigm. Just this, I've got to work hard to do this. Go, go, go. No time for me. Yeah, I'll give myself that luxurious treatment if there's enough time and money left over. We are, thank God, finally arriving into the new way, the new way, which is all just about the art of receptivity and divine feminine and play and pleasure and spontaneity. But honestly, back then, 10 years ago, that wasn't, nobody was talking about that then. So part of why I've created, I've got a, a, a monthly subscription called Sister Sound Circle, which is all about this. It's about empowering women to just get into that feminine and to come from a place of receptivity and peace. And, and part of why I created that group is because I didn't have that for me when I was building my empire back then. All I knew was how to just keep up with the boys. So it was all just about that strength. But what's happened is when you're just on constantly doing, thinking, rationalizing, rushing, it's actually taking you out of that intuitive wisdom state and it blocks the connection to source. And it's that connection, that constant open connection to the divine universal life force energy that courses through you. That's where you get your clarity, your ideas, your guidance, the sense of personal peace. It's not going to come from the masculine. That it's just, it's got to go because busy, quite frankly, is boring and we are done with it. So yeah, we've- oh, I'm so done with it. I'm so done with it. And actually when we're so busy and in the masculine, I said this to, to Chera before we started recording, it starts to manifest an illness like physical and mental illness. The amount of people that will say to me, I'm having, you know, such crazy dreams and I'm getting a lot of lower back pain and I'm getting a lot of shoulder pain. And it's because there's no time. They're not having this time to slow down. They're so in their masculine or, or they're so afraid to slow down that actually it starts to show and the sleep, right? It starts to manifest. You can't get away from this. And the world is starting to waken up. And I really do. I love that you say oh. that you've got this monthly subscription because we'll share that in the show notes, Cherub, because I think it's really important because a lot of people don't know. And like you said, you didn't have that 10 years ago. God, when I think about 10 years ago, I just had my son. I'd never meditated in my life until right. two and a half years ago. I didn't know anything about it. I just thought that I followed everyone else. This is what you do. Life is hard. Yeah. If you want enough money, you've got to take shit at work. (laughs) You've got to take a kick in every day off your boss. Okay then, I'll take my wages, but I can't even enjoy that holiday because I feel like shit. (laughs) The masculine way. (laughs) I know, so... Tell us about the monthly subscription that you have, because I'm already like, right, I need to sign up to this. 
you know what? I created it because I needed it for myself. I wanted to create a, an online global members community for women where we can all support and nurture each other. And it's built up over the past year and a half. We've got about 100 members now worldwide. And every month we have a different theme. So this month was called The Essence of Presence. And it's all about learning how to slow down. And there's like masterclasses and meditations and workbooks to go through in your own time. And then the month before was called Happy Journey. How can you just put all your emphasis on the destination but not enjoy the journey and I and I feel very passionate about that because having feel like I've achieved a sense of true accomplishment in the sound world where I, I am you know it's I, I personally do feel without an ego that I've been a contributor to pushing it forward and progressing it so one could say I've achieved what I set out to achieve back then, but it never stops because now I've got whole new goals. Hey House book, Hey House book, and wanting to get on Graham Norton and have my own radio show. Or it never stops. So you're always going to constantly be striving and seeking for the next, the next goal. So so every month at Sister Sound Circle, the whole point of this membership is to just slow down, get into the present moment, get into the divine feminine, and play with with pleasure and. Um, strengthen our community and sisterhood and have, just have that revival of community spirit, which has been heavily lacking in the West. Whereas other cultures, going back to when I was traveling, tribal life. I remember being in Brazil and witnessing, not firsthand, but hearing women giving birth with all the women in the, in the hall chanting and singing the men drumming outside, sun going down and, you know, from a distance and just seeing, you know, some would say that this is not advanced as a civilization, but actually they're onto it. They, they are so in tune with the rhythms of nature and, and the circadian rhythms of life and seasons and, and learning off the year, living off the land. And then you, you come to the West and it's just also success driven. And that's ultimately, long story short, why I created the sound circle to just remind us of our, of, of our womanhood and our ancestry and to connect us back to who we truly are. Yeah. And also, I guess it's really healing as well, right? Like having those, you know, those tribes of people around you and if there is sound and things that happen in it, it's super healing. I, I know whenever I, I have sound healing, it, it's, it feels so healing. And the connection that I feel, even the days after it, it's just, it's, it's almost that sense of flow, you know, when you're in flow and it feels easy. And I know when people sometimes will say, how come it sometimes feels so easy and other days it just feels so difficult? And I think that is when we are blocking a lot, right? When we're in our masculine, we're really mm. blocking. Mm. We think we're controlling, but we're actually blocking. Yeah, we, right. When we let go and we surrender and, and allow our the wisdom that's within, like we are so wise, like we know, yet we ask the opinions of 20 other people before we make a decision. And now I know like, so true. it's so crazy though, isn't it? Like when, like obviously you're so experienced in this now, Cherub, like I want to ask you in terms of going back to healing, do you like, do you feel that it's helped you in terms of ever getting sick or poorly i i have never been sick and poorly in the past 10 years i don't know if that's because of sound but 
I can't say that it's not, you know, I mean, honestly, when, when you, when you start to delve into a particular area that happens to be in the wellness field, you're naturally going to, your, your consciousness is going to expand to the point where you learn about so many other aspects of it as well. So yeah, of course I work with sound every day, but I also collaborate with amazing naturopaths and herbalists and all the best healers, the healers, healers, because I've never felt stronger. Um, mental health, obviously, it has been absolutely pure and f- flying uh, ever since. A couple of dips early lockdown because of the weight of the world and just the sheer fear narrative that just got rammed on everybody's throats. Definitely had some wobbly moments in 2020. Um, but thank God, I mean, sound was my lifeline. For the listeners, you'll hear a little bit of interference with Cherub and I have been trying to record this. And normally we're absolutely fine recording, but it's like Cherub was just saying there, there's definitely something trying to stop this happening. Mm, and we, this is it. That That is, that is the, the energy of the where the world is right now that the fear narrative is being pushed strong and you know if you think about the word worry where it comes from it has its roots in in the, the original meaning of worry means strangle so that's what it does when you start to worry and panic and fear what may or may not happen and and that is exactly what we must learn to rise above because we are evolving into the golden age this is prophecy there's no way it's not going to happen yes we've got to go through the battle of course, but out the other side is a beautiful co-creation of a planet that is, it's like, it's so beautiful that we can't even dream about it yet. But of course, along the way, you know, there are going to be darker powers that try and keep us in that lower vibration. That's why I have dedicated my life to helping people understand frequency. So to come back to your earlier question before we got cut off about is there anything that I do that's not sound? Over the past year, throughout lockdown, I've realized that actually teaching people about sound healing isn't as important as it was pre-lockdown. People now need to understand frequency and how their own internal vibration is having a very direct, very measurable impact on the electromagnetic field of their own biosphere, but also it's contributing to the collective mind. So everything you're thinking, feeling, watching, eating, doing, sharing, all of that energy is 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 contributing to the our future. So now I, it's not so much about, hey, everyone, learn to be a sound healer. Forget sound healing. If it's not for you, what we need to understand is every single person has a responsibility to upgrade their frequency so that we can be operating from the highest level possible to be able to 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 shift onto more optimistic timelines for our planet. Oh my god, mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. You're so amazing. Oh my god, chat up. Oh, I could listen to you speaking all day. You're so passionate <laughs> about it and you speak such truth. Um and so for someone listening to you saying, right, okay, my, my energetic frequency, right? And and again, I, I I feel that so many people have no idea how powerful they are. They're just like, oh, I'm just here until I die. And, you know, and that's it. Wow. Like, what would you say to someone that was just thinking, you know, I don't really, I don't think I've got any power. What you need to realize is that there are special and unique gifts. 
placed inside of you and nobody else has those special gifts and they were put there for a higher purpose. So, and, and they were all put there to, to actually change the world in some way, in your own unique way. So all of the challenges that you may have faced, which may be up until this point, have actually l- limited your, your scope and stopped you from being able to really access your highest capability because those challenges come thick and fast every day. But if you can start to change your perspective on whatever surface level challenges you are feeling in your life in this moment and see that actually within these challenges is the seed of it's the greatest opportunity for growth. You are being presented with an opportunity to embrace higher levels of mastery through that challenge. So it's an opportunity to create a change that you didn't even realize that you needed. So right now, it's about understanding that if you can allow yourself to step fully and unapologetically into your power, believe me, in those early days of my of my sound journey, I got laughed at. I got laughed off stages sometimes. I got. I remember one situation uh, I performed on the top floor of the Shard, which is that big pointy building in London, Sunrise for Morning Gloryville. We performed this this song that we'd made. I'd never put myself out there in that way before as a, as a singer. And I was singing. I had this rainbow sequin cat suit on. I was feeling amazing. The sun was coming up. People were dancing. People are receiving it. This is cool. And there were two girls right on the front row that were right in my eye line. And they were laughing at me. And one of them whispered to her mate. Uh, well, she didn't whisper that hard because I, I could hear her. She laughed and went, I could do that. And I went into my shell for a couple of seconds. And I thought, well, yeah, she, she could do that because I'm, I'm just... I'm just sort of an average Northern girl, not got much of a singing voice. And in that moment, I had two choices to shrink down because I would, I would be bowing to the standards that they'd set for me or to just rise up and, and have the energy of like, yes, you can do that. And if my basic performance can make you realize and see your own true potential that I'm not Beyonce up here, you can do this too, then that's actually a positive. So there have been times on my journey and I could reel off 10 more situations like that where I've been judged, like in your face, judged on a stage where I've shrank and I've had to step into my true size because if I didn't, I would have failed and I would never have got back on a stage again. So to this day, it happens actually where I might get laughed at, but I pick my myself up. And every single day I wake up expecting miracles. I wake up expecting to see how I can be the best version of myself. So it's about for all of you out there that aren't seeing the majestic in your everyday life, that aren't seeing what you're capable of. It's about teaching yourself to see things not as they are, but as they could be and believing in in the vision that you have for yourself and trusting that if you start to activate all of the power that exists with inside you, then you're not going to fail. You can't fail because spirit won't mislead you. The destinies and desires that were placed in your heart, your heart alone, aren't actually your ideas. Think about it that way. They are just entities that are floating, that are searching the the, the scope to find the perfect human to drop that desire into. And then they drop it into you and say, go on, human, go, bring this to life. So you owe it to the entity. You owe it to the people that you will help. You owe it to yourself to carry that vision out and manifest it into reality. So get excited about what is actually possible for you. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, 
Cheer up, you are <laughs> unreal. I tell you what, I've met a lot of amazing people in the last three and a half years of, of being on my journey. You are unreal, like absolutely born, like properly born to do this. This is <laughs> your soul's purpose, right? This is what you're here to do. You're even the way you speak, it's so captivating. <laughs> Thank you. My goodness. Wow. But you know, for, for, for those that are listening that are thinking, I can't do that. I couldn't do this before. And now I can. But you should have seen, I mean, even now I get it wrong, but there's been so many events where I've stood up and I've forgotten and I've gone blank and I've messed it up and I've cried myself all the way home in the car or the people that are closest to me have gone, yeah, you, that was the worst mistake you've ever made, actually. I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you said that. There's been so many mistakes that I've made, but it's about understanding that the human journey is just flawed and fabulous, perfectly imperfect. If you wait till it's perfect, it's not going to happen. So, you know, it is just understanding that we all have this talent and, and, and abundance and great contribution inside of us. But, and we just have to just be the light that we were created to be. You, but you can't do it from a place of fear and doubt and like sideline energy of like not feeling good enough. I promise you, whatever you think of me now, this has taken hard work and dedication. It, you said, oh, this is what you were born to do. It's natural. I, honestly, if you want to know the truth, it's not. It hasn't been. I've had to really focus on this. And I, I couldn't speak publicly a few years ago because I felt I sounded stupid with my Northern accent because back in the day, all the people in the spiritual world were middle-aged, very well-spoken. They, they were just way more palatable. <laughs> I've, I've had to actually learn to accept myself because, so this, you know what? I don't even think I'll listen back to myself on, on interview now because there's still a little bit of insecurity around my accent. So it is, it's just about, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. That's, you have to. Yeah, but there must have been a knowing, Cherub, that, that deeper than the, oh, I don't know if I can do this. There was just this deep knowing that I have to do this. I have to do this. Yeah, it's about courageously, bravely getting up and doing it again, even against the odds. You know, you look at some of the greatest leaders in history, they'll tell you they failed hundreds of times. The Beatles couldn't get anyone to sign them, you know. It, it's it's there's so many success stories like that. And I, I'm proud of who I am now, but it, it took a long time for me to accept myself. Um, I don't think that I sound intelligent. I still don't really. So there are insecurities there every day. I'll probably get off this podcast and think, oh, why did I say that? Or I should have said this, or I talked oh, too fast. Yeah, you I know, everybody it. has it. I love the Northern Act. Do you know what we talked about relatability? That's yeah, exactly. Like, that's why I think you're absolutely amazing because it's so relatable because I then think, oh, well, you know, she's a bit of me, her. Like, I, I could, like, you know, it's not that going back to, you know, I could do that, but you get what you do, Chera, by being your authentic self and speaking the way you speak, the passion, the energy that just comes through you, um, it gives people hope. Because not everyone can relate to someone who's really articulate. Mm. They're like, oh, they're not like me. They don't know what it's like to live my life. You know, they haven't come from a working class family, you know. And actually what you do is you give that, you shine that light for all of those people that are like, whoa, look at her. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. Look at what's possible, basically. That's it. 
aha, look at look at what is possible when you have that um the courage and and to keep getting up and even when you're laughed at or 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 someone says something really negative and it still can hurt. You know, I've had that before when Lynette and I have done stuff and it's like, oh God, and you pretend you're not bothered, but secretly you are. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, and I think that it is, you know, it's ego, right? But actually when you get down to it, to the roots of it, you can't unsee it. When you've seen it and you've had a taste of pure soul and truth when you even have even if you've had a little taste of it for me you can't unsee it it will eat away at you until you go back again and do some more and and keep going well that's for me anyway I don't know what you think no you that what you said then was so poetic and I want to remember that because you just hit the nail on the head it's exactly that that the destiny that that we have inside of us is is there for us but you need to believe in it you need to see it you must see your own greatness your own grandeur your own queenhood you know and remember the splendor of source from which you came from but of course it's hard to do that because we've just got all these layers on top where we've been conditioned to believe that we're not worthy especially women that's why I and you by the name of your podcast are so passionate about helping to empower women and I love that the password for this zoom call was empowered and I've been kicked out of the call three times because of the signal so I've typed empowered three times and I feel it because I'm writing it and it's reminding me so it's just these little things every day knowing that no matter what you have been through you're prepared for what lies ahead We've just got all of us get clear on who we are and learn to accept ourselves how God made us. And then from that place on, we can really start to feel that we're capable of what we're destined for, which is everything. Yeah, absolutely. And taking steps every day, right? You've got to take the action, right? You've got to start, like, if anyone is listening to this and thinking, oh my God, I need to connect with Cherub, do it. (laughs) Like, honestly, she's just the nicest person. I think some people will just think, oh, you know, I don't want to do it like connect you're going to be bombarded with people good I like making friends I'm gonna like share your link to your monthly subscription because it's going to be amazing I'm going to actually text you after this anyway I'm going to like right sign me up for that tonight (laughs) um but Cherub, I just want to say thank you so, so very much for coming on your wisdom your knowledge your passion your truth like the truth, it's just, ah, oh, it was just it's such an incredible um, way to sort of just start season three. I'm so honoured to have you on. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And keep on doing this amazing work because the world needs it. The world needs all of these light bearers that one by one, as we light up our own individual sphere of influence and that ripple effect, will set the whole world ablaze. And the first step is getting into a position of empowerment, I guess is the word, in our own personal lives so that we can teach, show and share with all of the people around us that we are all more powerful than we've been conditioned to believe. It's just about tapping into that unlimited limited nature of the universe and from that place all of the world's most infinite possibilities are available to us empowered empowered yes sister (laughs) just before you go cherub tell us what like what lies ahead i know that you mentioned some goals so do you want to like tell us what the plan is maybe for the next six months 
Me and Tim are in the, my sound partner, Tim, who is one of the founders of sound healing, who was one of the core pioneers that brought it to the West in the early 80s. We're currently teaching sound healing course. We're halfway through that. So the next one will be in March 2022, six months sound healer training course. So that's always going to be rolling on. Um, we're in the middle of almost finished a book called The Ancient Sound of the Future. That will hopefully get published next year. From then on, just infinity and beyond. We've got so many different ideas of where to take it. I'll be honest with you, I'll put this out on camera. My passion project is I really want to write a Disney Pixar movie. So once the book's done, maybe I'll have a little uh, look at that. And you know what? I'll, I've never said this way on before, but before I met Tim, before I got into sound healing, I was writing a children's book and that was my path. That was my destiny. That was my passion way before I knew about sound healing. And at a party... Someone said to me, I told them my idea and someone said, well, that's, that's a dream. That, that's a hobby. That's, that's not going to happen. And I said, well, it happened for JK Rowling. She said, he said, yeah, she's one in a million. You're the million, not the one. And, um, and then I sent it to a, a women's book publisher and she uh, gave me some negative feedback and I shut it and never looked at it again. And it's only been about eight years on. I started to, this little whisper has got louder. And I'm really thinking, I'm going to revisit that when I've written a book with Tim. And that's a classic example of what can happen when you let the voice and the doubt and the judgment become louder than the inner yearnings of your own soul. So don't let them stand true and, and believe in yourself. Beautiful. <laughs> Cherub, thank you so much for an amazing, amazing guest and amazing episode. Thank you so much. Thank you. I've loved it. Big energy. Thanks so much. <laughs>